From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. If you're LGBTQ, especially for some of the younger people, um, the holidays can be a very difficult time, a very tough time. It can be very challenging, uh, especially if you don't feel that you have acceptance uh, from your family or friends. So we thought this might be a good time to talk about some of the resources that are available for people who are in the LGBTQ community. And also, uh, if you have a family member or friend, what you can do to help them. And one of the resources in the Pittsburgh area that helps uh, people who are LGBTQ and their families is the Prasad Center in Pittsburgh on the line with us this morning for the whole half hour is Betty Hill. She is the executive director of the Prasad Center. Uh, good morning, Betty. Good morning. So uh, tell us, first of all, um, what is the Prasad Center? Well, the Prasad Center is a counseling and community center that was specifically created to improve the well-being of the LGBTQ communities and individuals affected by HIV and AIDS. Tell us what the, the letters stand for, because a lot of people hear that those letters, and, and sometimes they throw, in, they throw in an I or an A. There's all these letters, and it becomes alphabet soup. Tell people what those letters mean. Right. LGBTQ is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning. Okay. And when you see the uh, sometimes added I and A, we're talking about intersex, asexual, or ally. Okay. Okay. So, and the Prasad Center is located physically, you are where? Um, we moved about a year and a half ago now to new facilities in Lawrenceville. Okay. So we are at 5301 Butler Street in Lawrenceville as our main offices. We also have an office in Washington, PA. Okay. Uh, could you give us a phone number and a website for people? <clears throat> yes. Our um, toll-free number is 888-873. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I thought I I kept I, as I told you off the air I keep pronouncing it Prasad as if it's French or something and no it's it's just Prasad just the way it's spelled you would think that would be easier for me to get but it isn't. Um, you, you touched on something that I want to ask you about uh, a little bit later on, which is um, how acceptance level has changed and how these issues now are more discussed um, and and more openly and freely discussed and people own uh, their identities now. But talk to me a little bit about the the types of services that the Persad Center offers. Yeah, Persad, um, you know, got its roots starting as a professional counseling center. And at the time that we were founded, um, issues of homosexuality were still considered a pathology in the Diagnostic Manual of Mental Illness. And so in some places were still counselor. criminal. In some places it was That's criminal. Right. Well, it was criminalized yeah. and also pathologized. So if you went to a counselor, the goal was to change you. Mm -hmm. And our founders recognized that we needed an affirming counseling center, one that accepted identities and then could provide counseling services. So we're a licensed outpatient psychiatric uh, center. We also provide substance abuse treatment. We provide HIV and AIDS care. Uh, we do work with folks who are involved in uh, domestic violence, same-sex couples in domestic violence. Sure. And we do transgender care. So those are all of our professional counseling services. But in addition to that, we do a, a range of community services. So we serve our populations all across the ages. So we work with youth as well as seniors. And for youth, we have after-school program, mentoring programs. We do suicide, HIV, um, prevention and testing programs. We have a new foster care program, which we're very excited about. Um, and then, you know, uh, we also are a SAGE affiliate, um, which SAGE is the national... Uh, services and advocacy for GLBT elders. Okay. And so we work with seniors as an affiliate of the National SAGE, and we do some uh, a senior support program. So we do programs at our center, and we have events, and we also have an in-home visitor program. That's something that um, I think I want to uh, talk more about uh, later yeah. on, which is the senior care, because that is something yeah. that I know we have a lot of older listeners, and I think mm -hmm. that's something that maybe, um, you know, when you are a teenager or a young adult, your needs and your interests differ from then when you are uh, approaching retirement age or you're in retirement. Um, and I think especially for LGBTQ people, there are probably some unique um, needs there as well. Uh, so mm -hmm. if, if you can keep that in mind uh, and remind me if I forget to ask you, uh, <laughs> Betty Hill is our exec is, is our guest this morning. She's the executive director of the Prasad Center uh, in Pittsburgh. Their website is Prasad P E R S A D Center dot O R G. You can also call them toll free at eight 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 seven three seven seven two three. So you mentioned that you're in Lawrenceville, which has kind of become the, the the hub of a lot of commercial and artistic activity in Pittsburgh. So you're right, sort of at the heart of it all. But you're also in Washington, PA. Where are you in Washington? Right now, we have uh, the. Um First Presbyterian Church in, in Washington County has hosted us for a number of years. Um, some community members from Washington saw a need for PERSAD services, and we often had people driving to Pittsburgh sure. to get services from a wide range. And they called us down and said, what would it take for you to bring your services to um, Washington? And we said, well, you know, space is expensive. We've got this. And the church offered us space, and we've been delivering services um, 
at their church um, since 2004. Wow. And in the, in the new year, we will be expanding our services down there. Um, there is a newly built facility, uh, Center for Nonprofits on Strawberry Way, mm-hmm. and we will be um, adding office, uh, we'll be moving into office space there as well. How many clients, you, you mentioned that, that the center in Lawrenceville um, provides counseling, which I'm assuming is uh, psychotherapy, therapy, behavior therapy, um, and, and you also have psychiatrists as well who can prescribe medication, correct? That's correct. Okay. So yeah. how many clients uh, do you serve, let's say, in a year? I'm not sure what the, how you measure it. Yeah, well, that varies, but in any given time, we have about 950 patients in counseling care wow. with us. Okay. Yeah. And, and people's um, length of time in counseling varies dependent upon their needs. Um, so that can change the total number for the year. Um, but, there's, you know, we're, we're busy. And what's interesting is, is that since we moved to the new facilities, which are um, larger and more accessible, the um, amount of requests for admission has tripled. Huh. Okay. Uh, you, you're easier to get to, <laughs> I guess, is part I, well, of it, I huh? think that's part of it. Yeah. I think uh, being being more accessible, um, we have more, you know, lots of open parking, which is unusual in Lawrenceville. And more visible. parking lot that's free. And um, more visible. on the bus stop. Yeah. And so it is easier to get to us. What sorts of challenges do LGBTQ people in western Pennsylvania face? I mean, are, are things fairly typical in the Pittsburgh area, or are, are they different somehow than, like, other parts of the United States? No, I think Pittsburgh um, and this region, um, the problems that are faced here are similar to what happens across the country. Um, we see a lot of similarities in the needs. Um, certainly, you know, the types of discrimination that occurs and the kinds of pressures and stress that people are under come from the same types of situations here as they do elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for example, um, there's school bullying and pressure for young people here, and there is all across the country. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, we certainly see the same kinds of percentages of runaway and homeless youth here as we do in other parts of the country. Um, we have the same sorts of employment challenges um, although Pennsylvania is, you know, one of the states that does not have non-discrimination for LGBT people, so the threat of being um, uh, fired for being uh-huh. gay is real in Pennsylvania, not in Pittsburgh, but in other parts of Pennsylvania um, that are faced. And certainly the family issues and conflicts are the same, and those are, you know, often... Uh, you know, some of the first challenges that people have is rejection or, or conflict within their families about their identity. Um, so that's concerning. People that come to PERSAD um, sometimes come to, for us to help assist them in discerning their identity. Sure. Sometimes they come, very often they come to help uh, so that we can help them to manage the kinds of stress that they're under for being who they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come because they have the same problems that everybody else in the world has, <laughs> but they want to do it in a place where it's easy to talk about who they are, and that doesn't feel foreign to their helper. The, the, the context, they can talk about it in the context of, of uh, gender identity or sexual orientation and, and not have to worry about having to explain what that is first. Exactly. Yeah. Let's uh, take a pause right here. We have to take a, a quick 30-second break. Uh, Betty Hill is our guest this morning. She is the executive director of the Prasad Center, which is uh, located in Lawrenceville. They also have a facility in Washington, PA, 
873-7723 is the toll-free number, and they've also got a website at Persad Center. That's P-E-R-S-A-D, persadcenter.org. We'll be back in 30 seconds. City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monoc area. Betty Hilly is our guest. She is the executive director of the Prasad Center. They are located in Lawrenceville. They have another facility in Washington, PA, and they do counseling and treatment services for uh, about at any given time almost 1,000 people uh, in the Pittsburgh area who are LGBTQ, that's uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer and or questioning. Uh, they are at prasadcenter.org or at 888-873-7723. When we took the break, we were talking about um, some of the people who seek out the Prasad Center, and, and in many times you, you mentioned that sometimes they just have the normal, everyday kind of stresses that people face, but they're doing it in the context of being uh, gay or lesbian or, or transgender. Um, other times they're coming to you specifically because they have come out or, or have identified um, their gender identity or sexual orientation, and they've been rejected uh, by their by their family and friends, um, and you said that's fairly the 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 need for that in Pitts, in the Pittsburgh area is fairly typical around as as to around the United States. That's correct. Do do people? I mean, the communities that that our radio stations are in are um, poorer communities down in the Mon Valley, and uh, I'm wondering if there's any special challenges uh, to coming out as as gay or lesbian or transgender in let's say, Duquesne, McKeesport, Wilkinsburg, uh, Braddock, Clareton, um, where, where the attitudes might not be as progressive as Pittsburgh? Well, I think, you know, we, we have a lot of concern about um, our LGBTQ uh, individuals who live in rural or in poverty communities mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, w- one thing is I grew up in a rural community, so growing up in a rural community doesn't necessarily mean that the people there are um, conservative or who or who have negative attitudes no. towards LGBT people. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to make it sound like anybody in a rural area has it harder. But I think what is harder is that you have more isolation and your numbers are fewer, so you are likely to have a fewer set of opportunities for support. You also have a little bit more reduced access to care because you know, centers like Persad, et cetera, tend to be in more urban areas um, where the population numbers are high enough um, to, you know, uh, to sustain our services. So I think that isolation, the fewer supports, and all of that results, I think, in increased vulnerability. Like when you have, if you have a, uh, a negative experience or you have a, a, a part of your life where there is rejection, if your world is smaller, it's harder to avoid that. Sure. Um, so I think those are the particular challenges. Um, and, and I think poverty is always a challenge. And if you have resources, if you are financially resourced, then you can structure your world differently in order to avoid negative experiences <laughs> and yeah. to access um, services and supports that you need. You know, so, for example, a transgender person you know, who does not have any financial resources also then can't 
afford to um, get hormone replacement Mm -hmm. or to obtain surgeries or to um, even uh, purchase the kinds of clothing that would be affirming of their gender. So poverty is always an issue, no matter what the other challenges are. It it complicates everything, whether it's an LGBTQ issue or uh, heart disease or uh, being in a a different religion than everyone else. Um, uh, It it just adds another layer of, of complexity, unfortunately, I guess. Uh, Absolutely. It just reduces your choices. B- Betty Hill is executive director of the Prasad Center. Uh, they do counseling and uh, other health services for people in the LGBTQ community. Their office is in Lawrenceville, on but- right on Butler Street, 888-873-7723. Uh, their website is prasadcenter.org. And for our listeners uh, down in Washington County, they also have a facility in Washington, PA, at uh, First Presbyterian Church. But as you said, they are moving to, you are moving there to a new facility very soon. That's correct. Yeah. The, the, the holidays, I started off the program uh, this morning by saying that, you know, the holidays are coming up and everybody's sort of getting all excited or most of us are getting excited. Uh, but it can be tough for many people who are in under-advantaged or, or disadvantaged populations. And I'm wondering, how are they particularly hard maybe for the LGBTQ people? Speci- specifically, I'm thinking of younger people who may be facing rejection and are now going into the holidays. Well, I think the holidays, you know, uh, center for us around family life. So if you have conflicts in your family, then all of that gets exaggerated at this time, or you are in more situations where you have to encounter um, family members who may not be embracing of your identity. So it all depends on whether or not you have family support or you don't have family support. And you're exactly right. We do worry about particularly our um, youth at this time. You know, still today in, you know, 2016, soon to be 2017, 26% of youth who come out to their families experience high levels of rejection that include being asked to leave their home. So that's a greater than one in four chance a youth has of coming out and being rejected. Those are not good odds. No. And, um, and it, it, uh, it's reflected in, you know, the National Runaway and Homeless Youth people will tell us that um, while our LGBTQ kids represent only 5 to 10% of the general population, they represent 40 to 45% of the runaway and homeless youth kids. I, I was so just the kids ab- on the street. There's a lot of LGBTQ kids. I was just about to ask um, you that because I've 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 talked to yeah. people from the uh, GLCC, that's the Gay and Lesbian Community Center, and I've also talked to people from the Homeless Children's Education Fund in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, and they have both said the same thing that that is that, that, that there's two problems. Number one, that there is a large percentage of the homeless youth are LGBTQ and and may have been rejected by their families, um, and another problem is that sometimes it's hard to fit them then into a homeless shelter because so many of the shelters and and, and I'm saying this as I'm saying this, our studio is located in a church, um, but so many of the homeless shelters are affiliated with religions that in some cases are uh, not affirming of LGBTQ um, people. What sort, what happens then to, to someone who is from Greensburg or Robinson Township or McKeesport or where, or, or East Liberty, as far as that goes, and is, is, has come out as gay or lesbian or transgendered and they're 15, 16 years old, they've been rejected by their family. What happens then? Well, I think, you know, our biggest concerns are if they don't get connected to services, then, of course, if you're on the street and you have no way of supporting yourself, this leads you to be very vulnerable Uh to sexual exploitation or substance abuse involvement. Um, So, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of these youth end up involved in sex work or 
um, or other um, activities that are certainly not helpful to them sure. or their lives. Now, uh, you know, our hope is that they get connected to services. If they're 16 or so, they they uh, they will be the responsibility of the Children, Youth, and Family Services. And you know, the good news there is that we have been working with Children, Youth, and Family Services to um, help their workers be competent and welcoming to. Um, LGBTQ youth and our local Department of Human Services has been um, working to assure that these youth are um, are welcomed and are treated well. And that was part of um, our impetus for um, starting foster care services. Okay, is um, we were asked by the Department of Human Services if we would bring on affirming homes to assure that they had placements for young people um, who had been rejected by their families and to make sure they wouldn't be rejected by foster care families. That is um, a great... I want to explore that a little bit more. We have yeah. one more 30-second break. That is a great place for us uh-huh. to pause because that is something I want to ask you about is how can people who hear this, how can they actually make a difference and help? Um, I also want to ask you, because I'm sure we have some listeners who may have a son, a daughter, a grandson, a granddaughter, a niece or a nephew who has recently come out or is questioning their identity, and they're listening and saying, well, I want to be helpful, I want to be supportive, but I don't know what to say. So can we mm-hmm. pick those two topics up and we'll take a quick break? Absolutely. Okay. Sounds we have good. this last 30-second break to take. Betty Hill is our guest. She is the executive director of the Prasad Center in Pittsburgh. Uh, their office is on Butler Street in Lawrenceville, but they also have a facility in Washington, PA, 888 888- 873-7723 or prasadcenter.org. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guest this morning is Betty Hill. She is the executive director of the Prasad Center, 888-873-7723 or prasadcenter.org. They assist LGBTQ uh, people uh, throughout western Pennsylvania. Any given time, they have 900 to 1,000 clients who are receiving uh, mental health and physical health uh, services through the Prasad Center. Um, They treat primarily, I think all of your clients are LGBTQ, correct? So lesbian, gay, transgender bisexual yes okay. although we also have HIV positive individuals okay. who are who are not LGBTQ okay okay um, when we but took it's the, our primary mission. that's the primary mission of the center since it was founded so when we took the break you you were mentioning that um, you have a foster parent program where you're working with uh, the county different county agencies that deal with youth uh, Department of Human Services and children youth and families or which are both Allegheny County offices you, to find foster parents. Uh, for kids who maybe have been rejected by their family. Tell us just for uh, 60 seconds or so about that. Well, you know, foster care is a service that's provided um, when um, youth are rejected for, by their families. The The county has the authority to then um, place youth in homes so that they're safe. And the goal in foster care is to try to reconcile with the family and to uh, help the youth to return home. 
uh, sometimes that isn't possible, and then these um, foster care youth um, become eligible for adoption and then are adopted into homes. Okay. Um, but we're, you know, if you have listeners who are interested in becoming foster care parents who feel like they could offer a temporary home to an LGBTQ youth um, who's in need, um, they should contact us. We're recruiting and training foster care families all the time. And and one of the things also that I wanted to ask you about, and I know we're running short on time now, is um, some of our listeners probably have a son or a daughter or a niece or a nephew, granddaughter or grandson who um, has come out and is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or maybe is questioning, is maybe in that exploration process that a lot of young people go through um, and trying to figure out, gee, exactly what is my gender identity or what is my sexual orientation? How can they be helpful? Um, because this can be those, those topics that if you don't have a lot of experience with it, I think is like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? How do I act around this person? Yeah, you're exactly right. And I would say that one of the you know, mistakes that family ma- members make is to say nothing. Okay. Um, and they often do it because they're afraid. You know, they're afraid, oh, what if I say the wrong thing or I don't really know what to say and I'm not really sure so I don't, so I don't want to bring it up. And I say, say it. Yeah. Get it on the table. You say it first. And, and there's lots of ways to do it, but you need to establish yourself as a safe place for that person because if they're struggling and they don't uh, figure it out, then some of the negative things happen. And this is where young people, you know, go off and kill themselves sure. or commit suicide, you know. And we don't want that to happen. And when there is a safe adult present who, who knows who that person is and it's been said that it is okay. So, so, so people need to know that you know and they need to know that you believe that it's okay. And, and there's, you know, a million ways to say it, but just struggle, say it, put it on the table. Um, other ways to do it are, you know, make sure that you live in a diverse way so that there's LGBT people around your um, child sure. or nephew or niece so that they see that you know other people and are positive toward them. You does, know, that can establish you as a safe place. Does or, per, and if you don't know what to do, call us. Does, I was just going to say, does Persad have resources uh, available for, for family members as well as clients oh, themselves? absolutely. Lots of times family members come first oh, um, and okay. say, I think this is going on or I don't know what to do or, um, you know, my, my niece has been rejected. I don't know what to do. My sister threw the kid out of the house. Yeah. How do I help them? Yeah. <laughs> So persadcenter.org or 888-873-7723. Um, you, you, you mentioned it, and like I said, we're running short on time, but I think this is an important thing to, to talk about, briefly at least, is that um, you have more resources now available for senior citizens who are lesbian, gay, yes. bisexual, transgender. Tell us a, a little bit about that. Yeah, and seniors, is, it's important because when people become older, um, they and they need services. They feel very vulnerable. Sure. And so we see a pattern of people going back in the closet um, to receive services because they fear they will be mistreated by senior service providers. Sure. Um, and that's a great concern to us because then they avoid care, and so sometimes their medical or other issues become more severe than they needed to be. Um, so we we're working to outreach to our seniors to make sure that they can get the services that they need, um, to visit them in the home when they're isolated. And we're also doing a lot of work with senior service providers to make sure that they are uh, competent and welcoming when an LGBTQ senior does seek services from them. Uh, the, and, and you said the program is called SAGE? 
Yeah. We're the Western Pennsylvania um, SAGE affiliate at PERSAC. Okay. Um, and the number again is 888-873-7723. You can also visit persadcenter.org. Uh, we, we, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface of this topic, um, and, and, and there's so many more questions I want to ask you, but we are just about out of time. Uh, in addition to Persad, what other resources are available for LGBTQ people in Western Pennsylvania, and how can they connect with Yes, yeah, certainly if you need other resources, we're not the only provider of, of care and, mm-hmm. and good things going on, so you can certainly contact us and we'll make you, make you some connections. You mentioned earlier uh, the Gay and Lesbian Community Center of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also um, Thrive, um, which is an organization working uh, uh, to address bullying in schools and make them safe spaces. There's a group called Dreams of Hope that works with young people in creative arts. Um, There are many informal, um, even social uh, activities Mm -hmm. and events for LGBT people to become involved in. Um, So just contact us and we'll try to make you a good connection. And for parents and friends uh, uh, and grandparents, there's PFLAG, which I believe is Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, but also... Uh, the, the, the T, the Q, the B, the, all the other letters go in there too. <laughs> Just doesn't make a Absolutely. nice doesn't make a nice yes. spell, Thank spelling you for word. Remembering okay, yes. uh, Betty Hill has been our guest this morning. She's the executive director of the Prasad Center. Uh, they are located in Lawrenceville, on right on Butler Street, fifty three hundred block of Butler Street. But they also have a center in Washington, PA. They provide uh, physical and mental health services for LGBTQ uh, people uh, throughout Western Pennsylvania. Eight 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 seven three. 7723 is the toll-free number, or Persad Center, P-E-R-S-A-D Center dot O-R-G. Betty, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.